Cheers to you, my brilliant friend, and welcome to the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast, where I'll get you smashed on success without the buzzkill of burnout. Welcome back, everyone. So on this first day of 2023, many of you may have already created, let's say, goals or expectations or achievements that you would like to accomplish for this next year. So here's what I would love to talk to you about today. The difference between how we can set our life up in a way where we are creating achievement versus setting our life up in such a way where we are underachieving. And first, let me start by defining achieving, okay? Here's what I mean by achieving. Super simple. You are creating the results you want to create in your life. It's that simple. And notice how I said you are creating the results that you want to create. It's never based on what somebody else wants for you. It's what you want for yourself. And again, it's always because of how you think you're going to feel when you get it. So if you want to feel deeply satisfied and fulfilled and purposeful and delighted and successful or whatever else you might want to feel, you get to decide what you can create in order to feel those things, okay? So that's what I mean by overachieving or by achievement, right? So here's what happens. I'm, I'm remembering back to being a classroom teacher and I'm thinking about my students, okay? And the first group, let's just refer to them as the high achievers, right? And I am not labeling a certain kind of student that way. I'm looking at it through the lens of thinking back to the students who were able to achieve at a very high level, okay? Here were some of the things that I remember about them. They understood the connection between working really hard and getting good results, okay? So they, they had really dialed that in. They had no problem working their butts off. And part of that was because they were getting all the results that they wanted. And maybe it was a mastery of a certain, you know, content area or skill set, or maybe it was a grade or awards or whatever that may have been. And again, I'm not saying whether that's wrong or right. I am just speaking to looking back why some students were able to be high achievers. Okay. They also were willing to tackle content or curriculum that was just outside their grasp where they had to put in a sufficient amount of effort in order to be successful at it. So in other words, they weren't given an assignment and their thought was, oh, this is a piece of cake. They were given an assignment and their first thought was, oh shit, this is hard. Huh. But I've done hard things before, so I'll figure it out. It's figureoutable, okay? Those were, those were the high achievers, right? And then there was another group of kids, I would notice. And these were kids that also just naturally were able to get high grades, right? And usually with very little, if any, effort. 
But these kids resisted challenging work. They didn't want to squirm. In fact, many of them were happy just doing busy work, no-brainer work where there wasn't a lot of risk in the sense that they knew for sure every time they were going to get an A, and so it wasn't like they were going to quote-unquote fail in anyone else's eyes if they didn't get the A. And what I noticed with these students, right, is that they spent a lot of time thinking about what other students or their parents or their teachers were thinking about them in the sense that I better not try something too far out of my capacity or grasp because then what will people say about me if I can't do it, right? And here's what's really interesting about this. This type of learner tended to believe that smart, being smart or bright or brilliant meant that everything should come easily to you, okay? Very interesting, right? So they may still be considered an achiever, but they're really not going to be achieving things that are really satisfying. And they're not going to be building that evidence of, I can do hard things and I can have my own back and I can ask for help and I can stick with it and it's all figure outable, right? Okay, so then there was another group of students, I remember, who were always very busy and were always working really hard but they didn't have a lot of academic success. And sometimes that was because they were busy doing all the wrong things. Other times it was because maybe there was a learning disability or maybe they had a neurodivergent brain and had trouble with focus or with, you know, hyperactivity or something along those lines, right? And from the outside looking in, these kids looked, quote unquote, really busy, but either they didn't have the study skills initially or the strategies to be really effective, or they were spinning their wheels kind of like a hamster on a wheel doing, like I said, all the wrong things, okay, which was really, really interesting. Now, these kinds of learners would become very discouraged, and wouldn't we all, right? When you are expending so much energy And you're not getting the results that you really, really want. And then there was a fourth group of kids. And they truly were the classic underachievers. They had stopped putting any effort. And part of that was because they they kind of felt like, you know, what's the point? Like any effort I put in is really not going to get me the results that I want anyways. Nothing feels satisfying to me. I'm tired of being disappointed and frustrated. So you know what, if I procrastinate and if I quit before I even start and if I don't even finish my work and don't even turn it in, then when I get the really crappy grade, I can just say, well, you know what, I didn't even try. Okay, so quitting before you even begin. Here's why I'm talking about all of this on the podcast. I feel like so often we tend to still fall into these four categories of students. We have the high achievers who aren't afraid to work hard. They are working hard, but they know how to also work smart. And so they're doing things using their gifts and talents that really light them up. And so consequently, like they feel really satisfied and fulfilled and purposeful, and they are creating the results that they really want to create, right? And yet I also notice then that there are those other adults where 
they will stay in a fairly small comfort zone and they're not going to do things that are going to be really hard and they're definitely not going to do something that's going to make them vulnerable to criticism from other people, right? And then remember that third category of kids I talked about that were always like, quote unquote, busy. There are so many adults who are busy all of the time. Almost like they need to fill their time with action and activity, and yet they're not going anywhere. And then finally, that fourth category, there are plenty of adults who've just pretty much said, fuck it, I'm going to quit. I'm just, it's not, it's just not going to happen for me. I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. Whatever that may be, right? Here's what I want to offer to you. It didn't matter what category of kid I had, right? It didn't matter if they were one of my gifted kids. It didn't matter if they were a kid who maybe hadn't been identified as gifted, but every kid in that classroom had talents. It didn't matter what their grades had been. It didn't matter what their behavior had been. Here's what I was focused on, and I'm offering this to you because I would encourage you to focus on this for yourself, especially as you go into this new year and you're trying to decide what you want to achieve, okay? First and foremost, ask yourself, what am I gifted at? And our gifts are things that come easily to us. Things that maybe you're really, really good in math. Maybe you're really great with people. Maybe you're an excellent communicator. Maybe working with numbers and finances is just right up your alley, whatever that might be, right? What are things that are easeful for you, right? In the sense that, yeah, you've, you just have the gifts to do those things, right? And then also ask yourself, what am I talented at? And your talents are your passions. They're the things that you feel lit up when you're reading about them, when you're watching something that has something to do with them, when you're engaged in these activities. What are your talents? And I'm going to tell you this. There are no talents that are better than any others. The only thing that matters is that it light you. It lights you up. That's it, okay? So get a sense for those gifts get a sense for those talents. And then here's the other thing I really want you to get curious about. If you were to squirm a bit this year and you were to go after things that you really wanted, but you honestly didn't know if you could do it or not or achieve it or not, what are you worried that if you don't quite get there and you don't create that result that other people may think or say about you? Because that, my friend, is what you're already thinking about yourself that is keeping you from trying something different, something new, something hard, something challenging. And life is so much more satisfying when we're willing to do hard things and get the results that we really want to get when we do the hard things. Okay, my friends, as always, deeply grateful that you're here today. Have an intoxicating rest of your day. And of course, I'll be back tomorrow with more. Hey, my friend, if you're thirsty for more than this daily shot and ready to intoxicate the hell out of your personal or professional life, I'd love to invite you to coach one-on-one with me. It all starts with a complimentary happy hour call. Head on over to terrybradway.com. That's Terry with two R's and an I. Bradway, spelled just the way that it sounds. Once you get there, my friend, click on the Work with Terry button and we'll take it from there.
Thanks for listening and have an amazing day. Thank you.